Welcome to Restored and Remarried with Gil and Brenda Stewart. As we share tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Listen for the action steps at the end. Now, let's get to it. We are delighted to be back with you, sharing with you today something kind of an interesting topic because of a little shopping trip we took. It inspired something. So Brenda's got a little bee under her bonnet, so (laughs) go for it, Bren. Well, the name of this podcast is How's a Customer Service in Your Relationship? Customer Service in a Relationship? Uh, A Marriage? Just No, I'm just thinking customer service just in general is, gosh, it's becoming such a lost art. Yeah, that that is true. You think? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, just... Just one eight hundred us or oh no, go online and we'll tell you what to do. Rather than talk to a live person, yeah, and so, that one drives me crazy. And sometimes you can't even find a phone number online. No, anyway. they're hiding it. I think we're just getting old, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't admit that. <laughs> so what kind of got me going uh, on this idea of customer service is we were. Um, I needed to upgrade my phone <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, and we went into one of the carriers' stores. And uh, it wasn't too busy, but people at the counter were, you know, doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And we walked in, and I don't know how long we stood there, but nobody even recognized our existence. No, no wink, no blink, no nothing. Nothing, nothing. Got nothing. I got. They got nothing. <laughs> yeah. And that just really uh, set me. By the time we got up to the customer service counter, I was then that kind of did not set the mood for me to be. Uh, as pleasant as I would have liked. You were a little cranky. I, I was cranky. I was nice, but yeah. I was just, I was like, this is just not cool. Because you were ready to be a good customer, but the yeah. company, well, the company wasn't really kind of doing its thing. So yeah. we wanted to kind of just um, coordinate this in comparison to the more we talked about it, you know, how's the customer service in your marriage, in your relationship? And we, we thought, okay, to set this up, the company would be defined as the us, the oneness, the marriage. You know, the the oneness is the company. Mm-hmm. So we're serving, the company is serving you and I. Correct. Okay, and, and it's the marriage that's serving you and I, and the customer is you individually mm-hmm. or me individually. So we thought, okay, that's a pretty good setup. So what would constitute a good company oneness relationship? So just kind of stay with us on this metaphor, everybody, because I think it's got some real valid points. If not, let us know that we're just crazy. Yeah, we well, they already know we're crazy. So let's just start with the my opening comment that kind of got me going on this is when we walked into the the business, nobody even recognized us. Said, "Welcome, thank you for being here. Nothing. We'll be with you in about I don't know half an hour or four hours, whatever." <laughs> oh, <laughs> whatever. Well, let's not go there. So carry that over to, and we talk about this a lot in our seminars that we do, but in our coaching and counseling. But what you, I love what you say, Gil, is that your hellos and goodbyes are so important. Yeah, the greeting, the greeting, especially after you've been gone all day long, that that greeting between uh, spouse, uh, husband and wife, is is really important within the first five minutes. I mean, if you you got home and you need to go to the potty, we'll go take care of that real quick. But actually, within that first five minutes, what do you need? What do you want? How do you want to be greeted? Mm-hmm. You know, and in that case, that's a really important. How are you welcomed home? Right, and sometimes you just need to have that conversation, no matter who's at home first. 
um, you know, early on in our relationship, I would ask her, what do you, what do you expect when you come home? Do you want dinner? Do you want the kids all, you know, at attention? What, <laughs> do you need, you know, five minutes to relax? What do you need? It's just, and sometimes we assume that we know what each other wants, but especially as we're going to different seasons of our life, that's really important to revisit because it's those little things that can make a relationship. And it's the little things that can it, that break it up, too. Yeah. You know, so the assumption, as we all know, uh, you know, kind of have learned that we don't want to we don't want to commit a suicide. So in those first five minutes, what I what we came up with is, is that we wanted to connect with a hug and a kiss and what I've learned over the last several you know months is is that the the electrical impulse that comes off of your heart is radiating out about three feet. So in, mm. in reality, when we're in one another's presence and we touch and we have a kiss or a hug, then it actually is helping us get back in sync with one another after mm. really busy days. And so that ability to sync back up brings comfort. It brings uh, connection. And the company thrives because we've got oneness you feel better, I feel better. So not only is the company served well, but so are the customers. That'd be you and me. Yeah, I like that. So, okay, like we did the hellos well, and goodbye. Especially if there's kids running around. Oh, yeah. Oh. The kids have got to see that when mom or dad walk through the door, that you guys are in tune with each other and they have to wait. Yeah. And, because and, you're putting your marriage above your kids. Right. And nine times out of ten, when the kids see that, they want to nestle right in between, you know, because there's love there. You know, and and that brings security. So I I think that's a good leadoff point. So next thing on your your list, Brenda, was is is that good customer service from a a company is is that they return phone calls. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What are you talking about? That That's another hill that I just, not that I'll die on. So have I not been returning your calls or something? (laughs) No, but I mean, like... Like this week, a perfect example. I wanted to get some bids to have our kitchen cabinets repainted, right? I called four people and one person got back to me, actually picked up the phone. Haven't heard from the other people. I guess they're too busy to have more business, but it's like not even a call to say, hey, I got your call. Um, Busy right now. I'll call you back tomorrow or I'm booked right. Nothing like Mm -hmm. radio silence. Yeah. So I think what's transpired in the connection to the marriage, the Mm -hmm. oneness and the customer is sometimes when we're in the busyness of the day, I know that for me, it's been such a relief for me to be able to say to you, hey, I'm in business mode and then you know what's going on. You don't get offended if I don't return a phone call. And in this day and age, it's a text. It's a it's a Instagram. It's a I don't know. There's so many forms of information and communication, but just that simple little touch of I can't talk right now. I'll get right with you as soon as I can. That really kind of hits the mark with you. Yeah, because you're you're acknowledging my existence that <laughs> that I'm important to you. Yeah, and not just blowing me off. Uh huh. True. And yeah. as the customer, then you feel heard. Yes, and important. Acknowledged. Yeah. Known mm-hmm. and that you belong. Yeah. Like you're kind of like in my top five, maybe the top one. <laughs> top five? <laughs> I, yeah. I well, hope I'm above the let's dog. Let's see. You would be, yeah, well, we don't have a dog. We have a cat. But, you know, when you think about it, you know, when we have all of these customers, you know, just you're my number one customer. But then when I think about all the kids that are in the house mm-hmm. and have been in the house, they're all kind of customers, too. 
Mm-hmm. And so for me to get back to them. So that would make you number one out of seven. So, wow, you know, you're, you're, you're number one out and of my... And moving up the, tra- the yeah, chain. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> we'll, well, hopefully I get that better as time goes by. But, you know, I, again, it's returning the phone call. It's making sure they're heard, acknowledged, because every, especially that comfort of knowing I belong and that you're that important that I, I will at least acknowledge it even if I'm busy. Yeah. Huge. Huge. Uh, and then kind of a follow-up with that is the follow-through of a company. Oh. To be able to say, like, let's say I ordered something and it's going to be late. So that's why I really appreciate online sometimes, especially like Amazon, if it's going to be late. Or they tell you exactly where your package is, when you can expect it. And if there's a delay, we're notified. So I think that's really important. So it's like even if you don't have the answer for me, just to... To acknowledge that you don't have the answer for me, I'm good. I don't know that I don't know. Yeah. You'd be okay with that. Yeah. And yeah. In, in relationship, if you ask me a question and I don't know, is that off-putting to you? Because, again, not to stretch this thing sometimes, but sometimes you ask me really hard questions and I don't know. And I'll have to say, can I get back to you? As long as you watch your tone. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I'm bad at that. <laughs> no, I think if, I think if we either one of us don't know, I mean, it's just like duh. Of course, we're going to get back to each other and talk about it, or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, especially in conflict. Yeah, oh boy. You know, we talk a lot, a lot of couples about that. That in the middle of a conflict, if you don't know how you're feeling, that's a time to take a time out, or if your feelings are just being flooded, or the anger, all that's happening. Sometimes it's okay to take a time out to have a time in and say, check in with yourself. Okay, why am I feeling this way? That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, because the the the, the ability to say, okay. I- can I have a moment and I'll mm-hmm. get back with you? Because I'm not sure how I think about that myself. So yeah. it's okay to slow down. Yeah. I think from the counselor's chair, my job, I'm getting more and more clear on the fact that I'm trying to slow couples down mm. because their emotions run off with them and then they really make some bad choices. If they would have slowed down and just said, you know, I don't know, can I have a few moments? get in touch with myself, and then carry through. That way they're using their all of their brain rather than just their emotional <laughs> brain. That's really important. And I think it's important to have those guidelines before you get into a situation where you need to use it. Like maybe not in the middle of an argument, but maybe when things are calm, say, okay, the next time we have conflict, because that's just part of It'll life. happen. Let's say you need three days to figure it out, and I want to talk about it in 20 minutes. So where is a good... Um, sharing point so that a compromise compromise yeah so that i'm not left hanging and then you're not feeling rushed yeah well and i think that's where you as a couple in a good space say okay three days is too long that's not respectful nor is then you know by the time that happens you know the the issue is probably gone by the wayside or it it gets thrown in the bucket of bad memories and then when we have another argument all of that stuff comes out which is completely unexcusable. So a compromise maybe really might be 45 minutes to maybe an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And if you are going to leave the scene because you're really worked up, say, I need to step away because I need to calm myself down. Don't just disappear and not say, you know, hey, I will be back. We will touch this rather than disappear and leave the other person completely hanging. That is not loving. That's not good customer service by for the company, i.e. the marriage. Right. So right. moving along, you had another point you wanted to make. Well, just a simple thank you. Oh, really? I, I Gratitude, love, really? I love to do thank you cards still. 
Yeah, you do. You're really good I'm at pretty, that. You know, so when I receive one, I practically fall off my chair because nobody does that anymore. But even a thank you email or a thank you phone call from a company that I purchased something. How about a thank you sticky note? That would work. That would work. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. That would work for you. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, in in our marriages, you know, we start to take people ourselves for granted, mm-hmm. and you know, little things like thank you for taking the garbage out because that's one less thing I have to do. Thank you for doing all the weeding and whatever in the yard. You know, sometimes we just assume, okay, that's your job in the house. You do it, or this is my job, but we don't stop to be grateful and thank each other. Well, I... I, That sounds kind of sappy, I know, but it's so important. But sappy or not, do we do that enough? You know, do we really Mm -hmm. say thank you adequately? You know, and that's something sincere. I like the next point that you get to, though. Before we we leave the thank yous, there is this whole point of loyalty, customer service after, you know, the offer of points and incentive. Oh, I love points. And so the (laughs) thank you comes back with a good company is going to say thank you for your business, but we want to keep you coming back. So here's some incentive for you to come back. Mm. You know, uh, you're safe in my presence. That would be one for the marriage that you are emotionally and you know mentally and physically safe because uh, I want you to come back and feel safe and connected. Am I doing that adequately? Mm-hmm. Because the incentive is that the relationship continues to go deeper and deeper and that we become more transparent and that comes with the incentive. And there's all kinds of really great incentives. You know, mm-hmm. go to dinner, go for a walk or, you know, some some other stuff. Some other stuff. Yeah. You know, that well, that's another podcast. But I think y'all get the message. So <laughs> but you know, moving along now, let's kind of talk about it from the customer's perspective. And I want to set this up with this whole uh, concept of who is your best customer? Who's the who's the company's best customer? So oh, a few weeks ago, I had a client and a uh, fairly new client, a uh, gentleman and his wife, and he was just going on and on and on about how busy he was and, you know, the demands upon him as a um, kind of a middle manager for, uh, I think it was a construction company or something, and I don't remember exactly what he did, but he was just going on about the demands and, you know, how... Uh, you know, he was kind of having to tell his coworkers, "Hey, don't you're not doing it right." So he'd step in and do it, and you know, very perfectionist kind of guy. And I said, "Your customers must love you." And he goes, "Yeah, they really do." And uh, but but my 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 staff members they don't get along with me too well. And I went, "Hmm, that's interesting because kind of aren't your staff members sort of your customers too?" <laughs> and he looked at me and went, mm, "Yeah, that might be true." And so uh, then he kind of continued on. He says, yeah, I'm such a perfectionist and really push things so hard that sometimes I even tick off my customers. And I went, whoa, this is this is a little concerning. Uh, so we, we kind of talked about that a little bit more because it was in the context of how he was treating his wife. And so I listened and I listened and we were coming back to conflict. And I said, you know something, pal? What you were talking about earlier about how you treat your customers and how they love you, isn't your wife your best customer? And I looked over at her kind of out of the corner of my eye and she started to smile because she knew I had him in my (laughs) sights. And, you know, there was some things that were going on there. So as the session went on, he began to understand that he had not been treating his wife for the sake of the company 
as a very good customer. He was mm. not taking care of her. So the customer has some responsibilities as well. Mm, you know, yeah. is the customer a good customer to the company? Are they loyal? There, you know, there's so a few what, things there. So, so kind of jump it, in. What makes a good customer? What makes a good customer? Well, first of all, we need to be able to ask for what we want. So in our relationship, we need to be assertive to ask for what we want. And assertiveness isn't being angry. We're just stating, and see so many, I don't know if men do this, but women are like, well, I'm just kind of afraid to really say what I want because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and blah, blah, blah. But it's kind of like, if you can't tell your husband what you need, it's almost like he doesn't know that he doesn't know. And he's not going to read between the lines. You have to be really have clear communication. I think that's dead right on because sometimes we don't ask for what we want because for some reason you're intimidating. You got that scowl on your face or maybe you're a big burly guy and and you get angry and then because your tone of voice goes up, everybody runs and then they don't know how to ask you what for, you know, they don't know how to ask you for what they need from you Mm -hmm. because for some reason or another, you're not being a very good customer. And so that ability to ask politely, respectfully, lovingly, but being direct, that's that's being assertive. And so to be able to bridge that gap of calmly saying, hey, I, I, need, I, need, to, I need some things from you. Right. Yeah. And it's part of being a good customer when you call up a, a store to ask for something. You're asking for what you want. You're asking for what you need. So Yeah. We, we don't um, know what you need sometimes. Yeah. Another thing that a good customer, that makes a good customer is that they pay on time. I, I, I'm not quite done yet with asking for what you want. Primarily because sometimes I can't read your mind. And if you don't ask, then I don't know that I don't know what you want. I just said that. You weren't listening. That's maybe the reason why I'm making the point. <laughs> I think it really is the reason why I'm making the point is, is that we don't, we don't listen. Yeah. Okay. So now let's Are you get, listening now? I, I, I am. I'm totally embarrassed because I was like, okay, what was the... I was listening to make this point and you I was were, like... Then was you like, missed what I said. Then I missed what you said. So there you go. Right on right on line here, we're, 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 we're actually learning something from what we're talking about. So your next point is, is pay on time. What does that yeah. mean as well, a customer, pay on time? I think part of that is follow through. Okay. As the customer, as the other individual... You follow through with what you need to do. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. And that's that can go a thousand different directions. But a lot of times it's like your word is your word. If you're going to tell your spouse you're going to do something, do, do it. it. Yeah. And, and I like the follow-up point that you have here is to be polite. Don't be snarky. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't know about you all, but, you know, if you're a customer service rep for a company – uh, and you get a snarky uh, customer, y- your ability as a human being to give them top drawer customer service is really difficult because of their kind of being an attitude. So in this connection, you know, if you are individually being snarky to the to the marriage, then you need to back down a little bit and become a little less soft, you know, a little more soft, less harsh, a little more soft so that, you know, I can serve you well. That's a really good point because that kind of sets the tone. What is it the first three minutes of a conversation, especially in conflict, can set the tone for how it's going to turn out? Yeah, the research that comes back from the Gottman Institute says pay attention to the first three minutes of a conversation. If you sense it's leaving the rails, (laughs) stop. 
and come back about 20 minutes later. Because within that first three minutes, if you see that it's going to go, ah, no, this isn't headed in the right direction, then somebody say, hey, let's 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 try that again. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. So Good, good. Good. I think when I'm shopping, sometimes online, and let's say I want to buy a pair of shoes that are in blue, that I'm looking for a blue pair of shoes, and I don't have blue, but I really want them, how flexible am I to maybe choose a different color? So I think sometimes on the customer's end of things, it's important to be a little flexible and even more so in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. And it's even back to that place of being polite. Being polite as a customer is flexibility. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm not going to be demanding. I, I will I will flex. So, you know, I will, I will settle for instead of navy blue, I'll maybe do light blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say chartreuse. Uh, but, by, but by being polite and flexible is going to fuel positiveness to the oneness of the marriage. The oneness of the, the company. And the strength of the marriage. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. Yeah. Moving along, the, the, let the company know when there's competition. Now, that one's a little strange because a good customer is going to let the company know, hey, uh, you know, I've got some competition here, and 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 that one's a little difficult. I here. can get it cheaper over at store A instead of where you store B. So what are you going to do for me? Uh, let's see. Let me let me see if I can shave about ten percent off of that because I really want to keep you around. Yeah. You know. So how does that play out, Bryn? Boy, how does it? So I guess think of what would be a competition to the oneness of your marriage. I'm working too many hours, or you're playing you know, tennis or golf and I don't get to come along, that would be competition for the company because we're not spending time together. Right. You know, right. so how how can I turn it back a little bit on the hours I'm working or, you know, hey. How can we plan to do more things together? Yeah, because the recreation fun factor is the reason why a lot of marriages struggle is because they forget to how to be friends. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so we don't want our activities to compete against the marriage. Yeah. So I think that's a really valid point. And well, I, also to let the company know, too, besides the competition, on the other side, it kind of gets back to the thank yous. It's like, do we actually let each other know when we're in a good place and when the oneness of what we have is strong and we're loyal to it and it's just running on running on all cylinders. I think once again we forget to verbalize the positive that's going on. Yes. So to to the last point before our action steps is the loyalty point thing that the company's handing out. How do I cash in on those loyalty points? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good conversation for people to have. Well first you need to define a loyalty point and how do you get it and uh-huh. you know yeah because what the worth is because if you do something it might be one point and if i do the same thing it might be worth a thousand points so we need to get on that the same is total page. inequity but it's true <laughs> it works for me yeah it works for you i'm glad but but how we cash in on those loyalty yeah. points uh you know is is to be whimsical and fun that's what makes the relationship you know exciting is yeah let's let's go to dinner let's do this let's mm-hmm. do that or let's save up those points and go to hawaii you mm-hmm. know those those things are important to to discuss and keep 
uh, open about. So, I, I, again, I, so, I, I like where you've gone with this, but let's let's get some action points here. So we're talking about how's the customer service in your relationship. So we talked about the company's responsibility to the customer, yeah, and right? Then, right, and then the customer being a good customer back to the company. So some action points to think about. We've got two of them for you to consider with some sub sub thought here. And so the first action step is ask the customer. That would be your spouse for feedback on how successful they are uh, receiving good customer service from you. Okay, what does that mean? It's a yes or no answer. You know, how, how am I? You know, am I getting good feedback from you that I that you feel heard? Is that, that what you're getting? The, at? That would be the sub question. I think is, are you feeling heard? And if the answer is no, no, I'm not feeling heard. Then your response as a good company would be then tell me how I can improve. Tell me what you need. What am I missing? Yes. Yeah, and then yeah. shut up. And then shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just be quiet. You know that's that's the hard part. So that's the first action step is ask for feedback. If you get a yes or no answer on no, yeah, I'm not feeling heard. Then the follow up question is tell me what I need to do to to get better at that. Yeah. You know, and feeling heard is really important. Huge. Okay, so yeah. second action yeah. point, what is it? Uh, when the customer or the spouse has a request, whether it's, you know, emotionally or a task, uh, how's the follow-through? How's the follow-through? Mm-hmm. Meaning, did I really do what I said I would do or that I that I followed through with what you asked me to mm-hmm. do? Mm-hmm. So the follow-up point here is, is if the answer is yes or, you know, no, then the, the follow-up question is then, how can I improve? And I think when you ask that, how can I improve, that's when that whole special type of listening has to kick in, which you're not trying to defend yourself. Oh, yeah. Isn't that just like the, the normal place we all go? If, we, if we, we, we're hearing something we don't like to hear, we're trying to justify our position. So in this conversation that we're encouraging you to have, in any conversation, try not to have those defenses come up. Try to be open express empathy so that you're actually listening to what your spouse is saying. You may not agree, but take it in fully first before yeah. you want to do a rebuttal or yeah, yeah. get into their shoes. Wow, I understand how you could feel that way. Or I, I just don't see, could you explain it a little bit differently so I can feel what you're feeling? So when the question comes out of how can I improve, in reality, what you're, you're trying to be genuinely is curious. Yeah. Because if I'm really curious on how can I improve, then uh, I'm going to take that to heart and then I will take action. Mm -hmm. Well, I really liked your idea and I really hope that your customer service experience here at home (laughs) is better than at the the phone store that you were really kind of not happy with. Yeah, I think it's a couple notches up. Thank you. Uh, I hope so. So. For, for all of you out there, we really appreciate uh, you listening in. Do you want to say mm-hmm. anything else? Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. You can uh, contact us at brenda at restoredandremarried.com. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, Brenda Stewart Channel, and we've got like 60 quick videos on there to encourage your marriage. And we, yeah, we invite, invite you to join us on this journey as we continue to learn about our marriage. Right. Because as we have often said, if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Hey, glad you joined us today. You want to connect with us? Find us at restoredandremarried.com and on the usual social media outlets. We are available for coaching, counseling, marriage and step couple intensives, seminars, workshops, retreats, and so much more. 
We'd love to encourage you in your relationship. Give us a call today, 